Our mission on Papa Bear Hikes has always been to encourage people to enjoy the outdoors and eliminate any barriers that may be there. Regardless of age, physical abilities, we just look for ways to get out there and enjoy it and that find, up, find ways to do it the safest and sometimes the most practical way, oftentimes the most practical way. Today, I have the... Director of Recreation, the Manager of Recreation and Adventure Programs, Steph Meyer. She represents the National Ability Center. Steph, welcome to Papa Bear Hikes. Thanks so much for having me. So let's start off by telling us a little bit about the National Ability Center, maybe a little bit about what their mission is and what they stand for. Totally. So the National Ability Center is an adaptive recreation organization uh, out in Park City, Utah, we are on a 26-acre campus here in what we call Round Valley. Um, we've got direct access to tons of different dirt trails and paved trails, as well as plenty of pasture space for our horse program. Um, it's a beautiful little oasis within our awesome little town. So the National Ability Center has been around for quite some time now. We were started in the late 80s um, as a ski program over with Park City Mountain. Um, and now we're here and we provide year-round recreation opportunities for folks with all kinds of differing abilities, whether that's physical, cognitive, developmental. Um, some people come to us with veter- or as a veteran. Um, some folks are kiddos, some are adults and families, all the likes. So pretty much anybody who's got some form of differing ability um, is welcome here to participate in recreation programs with us. The National Ability Center, it sounds like it's just we're going to knock down any of those barriers that might, that might be there so everybody can enjoy the activities they, they want to. Absolutely. Uh, so tell me a little bit about the activities that you may be involved with. You're the manager of the adventure program, recreation okay. and adventure program. So tell me a little bit about that. Yeah, so we'll start with winter because I'm looking out my window right now and it's snowing, so that's exciting. Um, we had a little bit of a late start for winter, but it's here now and we're we're pretty stoked. So I oversee our Nordic skiing program. So we've got classic skiing, um, we've got skate skiing, and then we have sit skis. So a Nordic sit ski is just a chair that's attached to two skis um, and allows somebody who has limited mobility or no use of their legs to get out in Nordic ski. Um, we've got groom trails right off the property that we get to utilize for those Nordic programs. In addition to Nordic skiing, we've got a snowshoe program. So a bunch of different snowshoes and trekking poles. We take those out and get a little bit of a hike in, teach people how to snowshoe and take on deeper powder. And then we've got a fat tire bike program. So think of a normal, typical mountain bike and then put big four inch tires on it. We utilize those on some of the groom trails as well. In our fat bike program, we've got um, our typical upright, so a two-wheel bike like you're used to seeing at a bike store. Then we've got foot pedal recumbents, so a three-wheel bike that's a seated position and you're pedaling out in front of you. So for folks who have any kind of balance issues or limb difference, um, pretty much anybody who doesn't feel comfortable on an upright but has use of their legs can jump onto a recumbent and get out and play. And then we've got a hand cycle with electric assist. So somebody who has no use of their legs um, or limited mobility with their legs is able to power a bike with their hands and get out on the trails with us. We've got indoor climbing that happens year round. So we've got two different climbing walls on our property, um, one in our admin building and then a brand new wall that opened this past March. Um, it's a beautiful wall. It's got lots of 
awesome um, routes for folks to learn to climb on. In the summertime, we pull out our summer bikes. So we've got road cycling and mountain biking on the same trails that are covered in snow in the winter. We get out in the summer. We've got 250 plus bikes in our cycling shed. So any kind of bike you can dream of, we probably have either seen it or still have it. So tons of different bikes. We've got some with two, some with three, some with four wheels. Um, If somebody has a differing ability that limits them from getting on a typical bike, we've got a bike for them to get out. I'm fairly confident in being able to say that. Um, There has not been very many people turned away from riding bikes around here. So lots of fun ways to get out doing that. We also have an archery range on site. So we have a couple targets and have different compound and recurve bows where we teach different archery skills. We've got a challenge course on property that is wheelchair accessible. So it's um, a little over 35 feet tall and we've got tons of different obstacles up there with zip line exits and quick jumps and all of the fun you could ever imagine um, up there on that challenge course. We also have a paddle sports and water sports program. So there's just down the road from us is the Jordanelle Reservoir, which is a state park, an awesome partner of ours. And we run our water sports program. So that's anything behind a boat, whether that's wake surfing, wakeboarding, sit water skiing, stand up water skiing or tubing. And then we've got paddle sports. So stand up paddle boards, kayaks and um, canoes. And we take all those down to the water, play in the water there. Lots of different adaptive tools and tricks and equipment that we've got for those programs as well to get folks out on the water. Um, And then what else do we have? We've got some family camping programs that we run. Uh, We got a great partner up Weber Canyon that has fully accessible yurts. And when you think yurt, you're thinking like dirt on the ground. These are heated floor, granite countertop, running water yurts. So really a very easy transition into camping with, with your family, with somebody who has a differing ability Um, And that's kind of what we've got going on here in the summertime. So lots of really fun programs. There's a little bit of everything, everything for somebody here. Um, If you've never tried it, you're welcome. If you're a high performance athlete, we've got lots of high quality instructors who can still continue to teach and engage you in sports you've been participating in for a while. So that's our, that's our platter of what falls under me. And then we've got all the other things too. That's a lot. You offer a lot to people and, um, Obviously, ability levels are different from person to person. And, you know, you talked about the cycling and you could pretty much cover anybody's ability level with your with the cycles. You have the equipment there. I'd like to talk a little bit about the equipment because my my guess is it would be unique to the person's ability level. For sure. Yeah. So let's talk about cycling a little bit. When I say we can take anybody in the cycling range, we start with. Um, for folks who are able-bodied or have mobility, we'll start with a strider progression for the little ones, which is the balance bikes where they don't have pedals, but they're learning that balancing glide. Um, and then we go all the way up to a hundred mile race or ride that we have at the end of August um, called our summit challenge. So anything in between learning to ride a strider and a century um, within that we've got all different types of equipment. So if somebody is needing more assistance in the balance, but they've got use of their legs or strength left in their legs, we will put them on our recumbent. So our recumbent is a seated position. So think like a desk chair seat um, with less padding and less arms. But that shape seat is set on a frame. You'll have two wheels next to you and one behind you. Um, and you pedal that in a seated position out. And then you have steering at your hips. So that is an awesome bike for whether that's somebody who has really bad balance from having a traumatic brain injury um, or an ear injury that throws off that center equilibrium. Um, Or for somebody who has maybe a above the knee amputee who balancing and pedaling 
power strokes into an upright bike is no longer an option. Um, or somebody who's getting back into fitness. A lot of times the balance part of biking is a big deterrent for folks. And so, um, if somebody is either overweight and looking to get into exercise or somebody's coming off of an injury and really nervous about falling, a recumbent bike is something that's really comfortable to get on still allows you to get out on trails and pedal, um, but doesn't have that tip factor that a two wheel bike does. So we've got a couple different varieties of those. We do have some tandem seated recumbent bikes. So you can ride with somebody else. So if it's a, a husband and wife or a child and a, a, a parent wanting to get on a bike together, we do have a couple different varieties of tandem recumbent bikes. Um, so folks can get out on those and feel safe and balanced. And then moving from recumbents, we go into the hand cycle class. So for hand cycling, that's a bike where you're in a seated position and you're using your arms to power Within our cycling program, so not mountain biking, but our cycling program, we have really just one style, and that's one wheel out in front, your legs go in trays on either side of that wheel, and then two wheels behind you, and then you're in a seated position, and you pedal and you steer from that front wheel. Um, So you've got a whole crank set that your arms are attached to, you power from there, so you're pedaling just like your legs would, but with your arms, because you don't have the use of your legs. Um, Some folks do have some mobility in their legs and they're able to assist the turning from those foot trays. Um, But really it's for folks who are primarily getting themselves around, whether in their wheelchair or in a bike by their arms. So a lot of wheelchair users are jumping into hand cycles and getting out. Um, Within our mountain bike program, we have a couple different varieties of hand cycles that allow for folks to be a little bit more aggressive on single track. So whether that's seated in the prone position where your chest is on a steering plate and you're pedaling down beneath you, Um, or seated in that upright position like a typical hand cycle, but have steering more out to the side and pedaling in the center. Our website has all pictures of these things too. So if you're hearing me talk about all of these awesome options, but painting that picture is is difficult, um, our website's got all of the pictures and specifics of each of those types of pieces of equipment. Yeah, it sounds like you've assembled equipment to address as many ability levels as possible. Now, I just bought a bike last summer and I went to the bike store and you could spend a lot of money on a bike that you're going to take out. So I, the equipment you're using is, I'm going to guess a lot of, oftentimes custom made. So there's, yeah. Yeah. So I would say there is a lot of customization that can go into a bike, but the bikes themselves um, do come standard. So a, a road bike is actually becoming more and more accessible. The mountain bike hand cycles are much more difficult to get. They have a lag time of six to nine months to get built um, and assembled because they're just not being mass produced. But for the road bikes, they actually, um, it is it is getting easier and easier for folks to get their hands on those. Um, the cost is higher than a typical bike. So there is that. Um, but I think we are working towards standardizing those bikes for folks. And so there are really great companies out there that are mass producing, um, not lower quality, but because of the increase of supply the cost is able to come down. So um, we do see a little bit more of that. It is not as easy as you and I walking into a bike shop and picking up a two-wheel typical bike, uh, but it is getting easier, which is awesome. So somebody could visit your facility in Park City, Utah, and gain that confidence to get on a bike and purchase a bike, find a way to purchase a bike, go home, wherever it is and they live in the United States and start riding a bike again, it sounds like. Yeah. So actually something that we just introduced last year. Um, so we have a rental program, but in addition to our rental program, we have what we call an assessment and a fitting. So you sign up for an assessment and a fitting and myself or our equipment manager or one of our other 
um, program staff who work within that program will meet you. They'll pull out three or four different types of bikes that might interest you. They'll have a whole session with you in the parking lot where you get to try out each of those. They'll customize the fitting to you so that you feel comfortable. They'll teach you how to use those controls. Um, and then you can sign up for a ride with that piece of equipment once we've figured out what works. Um, and then you're able to get out and try those bikes out on the trail. So we have lots of folks that come up here because we have such a variety of bikes um, that it's easy for them to come here, try those bikes out. And then we can assist with like recommendations on who to buy a bike from and where to do that. And for some folks, we've got um, some really cool grant opportunities as well for equipment purchases. We'll be back after a quick break. You ever think about what might be in the water you're drinking every time you fill up your water bottles while you're in the outdoors? I try not to, and I really don't because I use Sawyer water filters. Sawyer filter technology, because of their high standards, every filter is individually tested three times through the process. I've been using the permethrin product for years now to protect me from, well, quite frankly, ticks, and the picaridin to keep the flies at bay. Don't let bad water insects or a tick bite cut your trip short or even ruin it. Use Sawyer products. Go to your local outdoor retailer and ask for Sawyer products, whether it's a water filter, insect repellent, they'll likely have it. You can also go to Sawyer's website and read more about these incredible high quality products that they offer those of us who enjoy the outdoors. I would think gaining that confidence is a big part of that first hurdle. Yeah. And especially with parents. Yeah. Parents for their kiddos. They want to make sure that that kiddo knows how to utilize the piece of equipment that they're getting. Because you think about a parent teaching their kid how to bike. um, Usually we know how to teach our kid how to ride a bike. But if your kid now needs a bike that you've never ridden, it's oftentimes more challenging or more nerve wracking to teach them. So we're we're a great resource for folks like that. And then also for folks who have had an injury um, that has been a life-changing injury and now requires them to use adaptive equipment, it can oftentimes be a little scary and intimidating to get out in a place where you see potential for crashing. Um, And so having an instructor who can kind of guide you through how to use those controls um, and what, what it takes to stay safe in that piece of equipment is definitely a reassuring thing. And we live in a time where we're, you know, information's a click away, right? So if somebody has a question or they're struggling a little bit, are there, do people have access to coaches per se, or somebody that can give them advice, give them advice once they leave the facility and purchase a bike? Yeah. I, I often have my business card out when we're finishing those kinds of lessons um, and make sure that people have my contact info because you ride a lot of equipment while you're out here and then you get home and you're like, shoot, what was that one bike that I really liked? Um, and so shooting myself or our equipment manager an email or jumping on the phone is definitely something that we offer once folks have been here and we kind of have an understanding of what bike works. Um, we've, we've supported a lot of people in getting equipment over the years. So definitely a resource that's available. Oh, that's great. You had mentioned uh, a little bit about the cost of the bikes and some grant programs. Can we talk a little bit about the funding? Yeah. So grants are very dependent on the population. Um, so we've got some grants that are very targeted to a spinal cord injury. We've got some grants that are very targeted towards veterans um, and so on and so forth. So when, when you're looking for a grant, it's hard for me to like list off good grants in the moment because they are so dependent on the person receiving them. Um, but there are a ton of funding. So move United is like the overarching, um, kind of governing body of the adaptive industry. And they have a great resource page for grants um, within the whole industry. So it is so specific on on disability and type of equipment. 
Um, but what I will say about grants is if you can get involved with a program, whether that's the National Ability Center or another um, adaptive program, having a program write a letter of recommendation does really help folks get equipment because what we can do then is say, yes, I've seen this person utilize this piece of equipment. They know how to use it. And I do believe that they will. Um, and being able to um, let a grant company or a grant organization know that we have had hands-on experience with somebody that they will be able to utilize the equipment is really reassuring for them that they're not just giving money out for something to go collect dust in the garage. So I would highly recommend anybody looking into getting grants to some get to some adaptive organization to try out the piece of equipment before you buy it because that I mean just like with anything we do it's always awesome to demo something before you buy it it's why we test drive cars before we buy them same thing so it sounds like the national ability center doesn't simply say okay come spend the week uh, go rock climbing or kayaking ride a bike and go home it sounds like you're there to help the help uh, people long term yeah for sure so for our local folks, we run lots of session programming. Um, so they come once a week and they are assigned a staff member and they pick their goal for that session. And then they work on that skill development. We also have a ton of people who come in. We've got a 52 bed lodge on the property. Um, so it's easy to come out for a quick family trip and stay on site, do a bunch of programming with us and head out. Um, but we do have families who that's what they do for their family trips is they come out here every year um, and they know what they want to work on and they get to come back to the NAC and work on that skill development. And then of course, while they're back home, like we are happy to be a resource for people. Um, we like to provide as many, like our website's full of different resources. We like to put on different Facebook live events to get the information out there, but we exist to be a resource for folks so that there's no barriers for them to recreate. So if I'm understanding this correctly, a family, I, I live in upstate New York. So a family from New York could Okay, this summer we're going to travel cross country, and part of that trip is we're going to stop at the National Ability Center if it's something that family can benefit from, obviously. Mm-hmm. And I guess they book this through the National Ability Center. You go to the website, and they can what spend a week or two weeks. It sounds like. Yeah. So I will back up just a little bit. We can't compete with Park City Tourism, so you do have to have a, di- a disability or diagnosis to stay here. So needing our services. That's what you would be here for. And then it's totally dependent on our lodge availability. This summer, we are hosting some overnight groups, um, but we do have open rooms. So a family could come out for a week and do programming. We do a lot of long weekend trips with folks. We've hosted some family reunions before where families from pre-COVID time, families from all over the country would just fly out and be here and get in a family who has a couple grandkids with disabilities up on a challenge course together is the coolest thing ever. Um, but yes, the lodge is open and available for folks who do have a di- disability or diagnosis. And that is something that can be requested through the website. And then once those dates are set, then we work with the program managers to set the programming that's going to happen based on the need of the participant and the family members. But that's definitely something that we offer and encourage folks to do because recreating as a family is such a great way to bond and have that positive shared experience. Yeah, absolutely. As the father of three, I can certainly uh, attest to that. Uh, Family time is so important. Uh, Absolutely. Is the facility run by volunteers or is the staff all paid? So we do a combo of both. Um, We do have a paid staff team. So we've got somewhere around 30 full-time year-round folks who 
work here, whether that's on our administrative team doing finance and bookings and all of that kind of stuff that keeps us running. And then the program team also has a variety of program managers and program supervisors who work full-time year round. And then we hire seasonal instructors who come and work based on their program expertise um, and they are paid. And then we have an awesome volunteer program. The volunteers around here are what are consistent and keep us going. So our ski program is is heavily dependent on volunteers because we need so many hands on those equipment lessons. But we also utilize volunteers here for our um, horseback riding program and then also in all the programs that I listed earlier that fall under me. Is there any special training your volunteers go through? Yeah. So everybody goes through, I mean, everybody who works at the NAC or volunteers starts with the background check and then based on their skill set and what they're interested in, there is a a specific training for each area that they would want to volunteer in. So we have an overarching, like this is the National Ability Center intro training. That's all virtual now. And then they can do a program specific training. So if you have a ton of horse experience, you can go through the horse um, volunteer training. If you've got a lot of ski experience, you go through the ski one. And if you've got a lot of bike, you can go through the bike. People can be trained in as many volunteer areas as they'd like, uh, but we do definitely get folks who are like, I'm here because I like to ride bikes and I want to support people in that. So I do the bike program, Um, but we've got amazing volunteers with a ton of experience. So it's really cool to get them involved and watch them learn about the adaptive process as well. And how would someone go about becoming a volunteer at the National Ability Center? Today, go to the yeah, website. so our website has a volunteer page, um, and there is an, a volunteer, yep, a volunteer application form um, that allows you to sign up to be a volunteer. It also has all the training dates up to date on there when those happen, and um, those happen in waves. So based on our session schedule, we have volunteer trainings. So we are definitely um, in a slow spot right now with volunteers due to COVID. We're trying to keep as few people on campus as possible, just to keep everybody more spaced out. Um, But as COVID starts to ease up in the next year or so, we will revamp that to full capacity. I've been to Park City, Utah a number of times. It was about 30 years ago or more. And I've been there in the summer. I've been there in the winter and it's a beautiful place. And I just can imagine it's just the the setting alone must be worth the, the trip for a family that can benefit from these services. Yeah, Park City has been absolutely crazy this past year with folks being in, um, with everybody doing school virtually and working virtually. It's, it is a dreamy place to live. I grew up outside Chicago, so I wake up every day and feel like I live on vacation still. It is so stunning. I'm looking outside at the mountains with two horses in front of me while it's snowing right now, and I forget sometimes that this isn't normal. Um, but luckily with my job, I get to take people out a lot of days of the week, and they remind me how beautiful my surroundings are. Yeah, it's really a beautiful state and, and specifically Park City. Uh, so can you provide us with some information where we can go to get more information? The website, do you have any social media you want to let us know about? Yeah. I Can I plug one thing before we jump to that? Absolutely. So the National Ability Center has our Park City Ranch. We also, in a merge in 2017 with another nonprofit, acquired a rafting program down in Moab. Um, And if you've never been to Moab, it is one of the most miraculous looking places you've ever seen. You come out of the mountains up here and you drive down and all of a sudden there's just red dirt and tall cliffs everywhere. Um, And on that in that landscape, we've got a rafting program that runs through Canyonlands and Arches and all over there um, on the Colorado River. 
And that is one of the coolest things to do in this state. And we have an adaptive program down there with a rafting program manager who can get families out on the water together. And it's a super cool program. So I don't like to forget about our friends down south because it is such a cool part of what we get to do. Um, so just wanted to make sure we had that included as well. So as folks are looking, they they can look for that too. That's that's great. I you know you, you were you you talked a great deal about all these different programs you offer. In the beginning, we talked. Yeah, you, know, you mentioned the cycling, climbing, and equestrian, and the winter sports. And, and you have the rafting program now. I just want to say I think it's great what your organization is doing. Um, and like I yeah, said, our great. mission here is to, to, to knock down these barriers so we can all get out and enjoy the outdoors. And that's right in par with us. So all of those programs that we listed are open and inclusive. And we, we use a lot of duct tape and a lot of problem solving to make it happen for everybody that wants to get out. Um, but anyway, so... More information on our stuff can be found at discovernac.org. And that is our main website. From there, there's tons of information. Our portal is also there, which is where you can register for programs. Um, So that's on there. The phone number for our front desk is also on the website, which when in doubt, just call it. We've got awesome reservations, folks who are waiting for phone calls all day, uh, seven days a week, and are happy to answer questions on anything and everything that we do here, they're well-versed in all of our different program areas and getting people out here and trips booked and programs booked and all of that. Um, we also have social media. We've got a Facebook page, the National Ability Center. If you search that, you'll find it. And then we've got an Instagram account as well. Um, that's just National Ability Center as well. So it's just National Ability Center, one word, no capitals, anything, just all straight across. So Um, Lots of fun things happening there. We're about to launch our summer programs. They will go live to register for here in the next few weeks. Um, And then we'll we'll be waiting for the snow to melt. But until then, we're going to enjoy it and keep getting people out on the snow. That's great. Steph Meyer, Recreation and Adventure Program Manager for the National Ability Center. Thank you so much for uh, being so generous with your time tonight and sharing all this great information with us. Of course. Thanks so much for having us on your show. Okay. Have a great day. Thanks. Thanks for listening. If you like this podcast, please feel free to leave a review. If you found it helpful or useful or just entertaining, let us know. We can be contacted at papabearhikes at gmail.com or check us out at papabearhikes01 on Instagram. Thanks for listening. Get outside and have a great day. This episode of Pop Bear Hikes has been brought to you by Avalon Publicity. Avalon Publicity, increasing the digital footprint of content creators and skilled professionals via website development and social media services. For more information about Avalon Publicity, go to their website, avalonbusiness.org. That's avalonbusiness.org.